On this week's episode of the Eye of the Storm show, we have the NFL wildcard weekend preview along with the model's playoff predictions. We also give a brief overview to the NCAA championship and much more. Let's do it. Welcome everybody to the Cyclone Sports Show, the Eye of the Storm podcast. I am your host Charlie with my co-host Chob. Hey, how's it going everyone? We've got a great show planned for you guys today. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to go over uh, how we did this week uh, in the NFL and NBA with the model. Uh, I'm going to let Charlie explain a little bit more about the model for those of you that are unfamiliar. So yeah, for those of you that don't know us on social media and just found us on the podcast app, we have a model that I've built in Microsoft Excel, believe it or not, that uses analytical data analysis and stats to predict the future of NFL, NBA, and NHL games, basically. And we can use that data to bet on sports effectively using a long-term growth strategy that we have found to be really successful and excited to share with all of you guys. Yeah, and uh, it's it's come up really clutch for us uh, in betting. We've, we sell our picks, for those of you that don't know. Um, but also, it makes for really fun content. So uh, this week, we actually simulate, simulated the entire NFL playoffs, and uh, the model determined a winner, and we're going to go over that later in the podcast. And Charlie and I are going to go over our individual picks, um, because I would say we both know a great deal about sports, um, and we're going to see how it matches up against the model. So uh, come February, we'll be able to compare how our comparisons went with the model. Um so yeah, I'm, let's, yeah, let's fucking bitch. Let's get it going. So I'm um, for most of you probably don't know us. My name is Charlie. I'm basically the founder, I'd say, of Cyclone Sports. Um, I basically just built the models for fun and then happened to go viral on TikTok, I'd say. And that's when uh, Shab reached out to me, wanted to work together, and I, uh, of course, wanted to work with him. So that's kind of how we became partners in this uh business and i'll let him explain a little bit more so yeah we've been running cyclone together um obviously we've been putting out our betting picks and those have been going really well uh and we you know but we want to make cyclone more than just a betting community we want to make it more of a sports community um we've got a great slack together for all of our premium subscribers um and and it's really just a community and that's what this podcast is about that's what the columns that we post on our website are about uh it's just a great place to talk about sports honestly um yeah, so um, let's just get right into it. I'd say that. Let's go over how we did an NFL this week. Um, NFL is our main sport as of right now. I'd say it's probably the one most of you know it's for. Um, so the last, the two weeks before this one, we've kind of had a rough, like a rough couple stretch there. Um, we're, we weren't getting down on ourselves. We still believed in it, but obviously we were getting a little bit, not worried, but you know, that gut feeling. So this week we had a huge bounce back week. We put together a lot of teasers that did really well. Uh, we ended up finishing nine and six and up 3.71 units, which is really strong. Right. That's huge. And, you know, law of averages stated after we had a huge 13 and five week, we were due for some payback from the stats gods. So, um, (laughs) you know, this week we predicted some, some pretty big, uh, uh, games uh, we predicted um, Browns to beat the Steelers uh, some other pretty good games we the 
the biggest upset I'd say we picked was probably that eh, Philly spread because everyone was counting them out with those injuries. I know that was a crazy game, but we had Philly plus six and a half in that one. That was a pretty good clutch. And then another one that was really good, or I'd say it was really nice to us, was the Green Bay Chicago over. Right. That was one of our locks of the week, and that, that hit went really well. Absolutely. Um, and uh, as you guys will get to know throughout the course of this podcast, I am a diehard Packers fan. Uh, and so anytime Aaron Rodgers steps on the field against the Chicago Bears, points will be scored, and lots of them. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that the model also liked my prediction that it would be a very high-scoring game. Uh, Devontae Adams, of course, with three touchdowns, uh, and I believe over 200 yards uh, to put the dagger in in the Bears, and as well as my opponent in my fantasy football championship, uh, really saved me. I traded Alvin Kamara earlier in the season for Christian McCaffrey. So take what I say yeah, with um, a grain of salt. I'm sure you guys will learn about his Packers fandom, and unfortunately you'll probably learn about my depressing Lions fandom. I know a little too much about Aaron Rodgers putting too many points up on the board. So... Um, it's a rough time to be a Lions fan. <laughs> Another big pick we had on the board this week was uh, New England minus three. They ended up blowing out the Jets. Uh, I, I don't know how that line ever came to be so small, but, you know, after the Jets won two in a row, people thought Bill Belichick was going to intentionally lose that 17th game of the season so that he wouldn't have to face Trevor Lawrence twice a year, but Jets went ahead and won two. Uh, so he didn't have to do that. He was able to go out and show that he's still the, you know, Hall of Fame coach that he is. Of course, but I mean, I I don't. I think people were overrating the Jets over those two wins. Honestly, I don't know what was up with that. Adam Gase wanted to put the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, for real. So let's transition over to our NBA picks here. Um, so we started off the NBA on New Year's Day, and. That was our first day of doing it. There's only about five games played so far for each team in the NBA season. And our first day, we actually ended up about a unit, which is pretty strong. But then the next two or three days, I saw some... We were still positive some days, but I saw some inconsistencies in the model. And I just didn't like kind of where it was at. So I decided to put the picks on pause and to let the model collect more data. And then I also reworked it a little bit to make it a lot stronger, in my opinion. So I tested it over from January 4th to January 6th. I tested that, and we went 9-6 and six and plus 3.7 units, which was clutch. And then tonight, the night of where we are recording this, which was January 7th, right now we just watched the Mavericks absolutely clutch up against the Nuggets. We had uh, Dallas Moneyline, Dallas plus three, and the over in that game. That was an absolutely insane game to watch. I actually have a clip of that. I'll probably insert it into the podcast. It was absolutely hilarious. We, my we reaction were recording to that our test segment of the podcast and also watching live, just praying our picks hoped, picks hit. You know, Jokic <laughs> saved us. Mavs pulled yeah, through was, in the end, but Jokic saved game. us. So tonight, we actually finished up 1.72 units. So. NBA model's starting off really strong this season. I really like where it's headed. Big night, big night. 
All right, guys, let's transition a little bit into, uh, you know, what's what's going on in, in the sports world just in general. And let's start off with nothing better than the first non-quarterback to win the Heisman in a very long time, Devonta Smith. Absolutely massive uh, for Alabama, absolutely massive for him, and absolutely massive for anyone that's not a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the Heisman's become a quarterback award, which kind of sucks because... You know, quarterbacks aren't always the most valuable player on a team. Like, as you can see, players like Devontae Smith, like, they can be the most valuable player on their team easily. And there's been players like that in the past that haven't won the award because they've been overshadowed by a quarterback, in my opinion. Right. And, you know, I think the most impressive accomplishment from Devontae Smith is the fact that he's been able to put up those kinds of numbers with guys like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, John Mechie in his wide receiver room. I mean, we were talking legit first round guys who are instantly making impacts for NFL teams. And he's just going out there and putting up more yards, more touchdowns. And just more production overall every single game he steps out there. You know, people call him the uh, skinny reaper uh, because, you know, he, he does look a little bit strange. Uh, I'll give it to him. His arms he, are a little bit long. Oh, they're so long. That, you know, they get the job done. <laughs> and honestly, you know, Trevor Lawrence had a monster season this year. He was a Heisman finalist. He had, I think, over 4,000 yards. He came in second in voting, I think. Right. And, and you know, he missed two games. Um, and, and by no means do I want to put down Trevor Lawrence, but if he had played those two games, the stats would have been padded, to say the least, and perhaps people would have voted for him over Devonta Smith. But I think Heisman voters really need to look at you know what players are doing at their individual positions uh, rather than total production overall because you know no player will ever outproduce a quarterback that's why that's why Patrick Mahomes got is getting paid 50 million a year you know you'll never see a wide mm-hmm. receiver get paid 50 million a year yeah also i think a, a part that played into it, i'm completely arguing the other side is the same things happening for Mahomes in the NFL i think the standards are just that much higher for quarterbacks we've seen like trevor lawrence i feel like if he was a rookie or a rookie a freshman i feel like if he put up those numbers he'd be a lock for the heisman but i think everyone's standard was so high for him that maybe that hurt him a little bit you know what i mean the same thing with patrick mahomes it's people are expecting him to go off it's just absolutely biased you know people see Mm -hmm. with ohio state you know Justin Fields is a guy that claims to run a flat 4-4, obviously very, very fast. But, you know, people see him more as a dual threat than Trevor Lawrence, but that's just simply not the case. Trevor Lawrence is, is taking off and running, and you know, running for large amounts of yards, running for touchdowns in, in really crucial situations and really using his legs and and speed uh, for his team in a, in a more productive way than Justin Fields, uh, in my opinion. You know, when, when, when we talk about... You know the terms. You know, sneaky athletic. I, I, Trevor Lawrence really does yeah. come to mind. He he really is sneaky athletic, solid fundamentals guy. Yeah, he'll be fun to watch in Jacksonville next year, assuming all goes smoothly there. But um, very much. Another so. thing I wanted to talk about was the Texans. Kind of, they're kind of. To be blunt, they're kind of fucked um, down there. Yeah, what is <laughs> what are what are Jack Easterby and and, and the owner? Uh, doing over there. I mean, we know that we knew that owner was 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 not the greatest guy when he said that the NFL was a prison yard being run by the prisoners. But you know, it seems like he doesn't know how to run an organization either. No, he doesn't. And making your star quarterback that you paid two hundred plus million dollars to is not the best way to do business in this league. That's for sure. Yeah, and so and it'll be interesting to see if they can even 
if I don't think they'll be able to trade him as much as he wants to get traded. I don't think a team can even give up how much they would want for him. You know what I mean? Right. And for those of you that don't know what's happening over there, I'll just break it down a little bit. So basically, uh, the owner of the Texans before, uh, you know, before they hired Nick Casario from the Patriots as their new GM, he said, you know, he went to Deshaun Watson and said, hey, you're our star. Uh, we're going to bring you in um, on the discussions um, here. Um, and, and, you know, you're going to get a say in who gets to be the you know new GM and new coach of this team. And, you know, there's there's this other guy, Jack Easterby, who's um, a member of the Texans organization. He's good friends with the owner. Um, and his role is, you know, head of team development. He's a, he's a character development guy. Essentially, he's, he's an ultra-Christian, uh, motivational speaker on steroids. Um, and he's, he's carved out this <laughs> massive role for himself in the Texans organization. For years, the fans, everyone's hated him, you know, saying, what's this guy doing here? Why does he have so much influence? And essentially, it was his decision to hire Nick Casario, um, which essentially, you know, solidifies his position, ensures that he won't be fired anytime soon. Um, and, and that's that's really created, you know, a ton of friction with Deshaun Watson. He's basically running the team. Like, <laughs> it's crazy to think that somebody like that can be running an NFL team, but I don't really know what's going on in Houston right now. They're, they'd have no cap, no draft picks. Them and the Saints might be the, the most fucked teams in the league the next couple of years. Absolutely, and it's it's not just Deshaun Watson that's disgruntled. You know, around the trade deadline, there was talk of J.J. Watts, Watt getting you know traded perhaps to his hometown Packers, but it seems like both leaders on both sides of the ball are, are really unhappy with what's going on in that organization. You know, and they already blew things up one time, you know, trading away DeAndre Hopkins, you know, trading away the number three overall pick essentially for a, you know, left tackle who who doesn't show up as much as he should. Mm-hmm. Well, we know how Billy O'Brien runs teams. It's pretty scary. Um, I'm sure we'll get some, we'll talk more about the Texans as we head into the offseason and draft season. Those are definitely some of our favorite times. As a Lions fan, the offseason is my favorite time in the NFL year, believe it or not. The little but, hope um, you guys get. Yes, the draft is clutch, having that top 10 pick every year. You know, as a Packers um, fan, around week sec- 17 this year, I was I was shocked that fans have to sit around and hope, you know, that their team makes the playoffs. I've just never, I've just never experienced that. Yeah, fuck you. So... Um, <laughs> Let's move on to that. That's a perfect segue to the wild card weekend. Um, let's just go game by game and give our thoughts. Another. And then after that, we'll make the picks. Wild card and weekend. Compare another, them to what the model picks. Another uh, part of the NFL that the Packers do not participate in. Oh, yeah, sure. But they participate in the conference championships and get blown out by the 49ers, no? Oh, yeah. It, it's 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 oh. arguably worse than not making the playoffs. Yeah, more heartbreaking. It, it but, certainly um, is. Let's <laughs> let's start in the AFC. Um, we can start in Buffalo, my um, fake hometown Buffalo. Um, they're playing the Colts. I think the Colts are a sneaky team, to be honest. But I think they have a really tough matchup here. Obviously, I agree. I th- what do you think? I think if the Colts can play like they did. Uh, early on in the season, you know, I think if this Colts team that takes mm-hmm. the field resembles that Colts team that, you know, beat the best team in the NFL, the Packers, um, you know, 
it, it'll be a very tough game. But, you know, all jokes aside and all Packers fandom aside, I, I truly think that the Bills are one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFL. And they're coming into this game, you know, fully healthy. Uh, you know, Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs are a little knocked up, but they practice today, which is which is a really good sign for the game. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know this 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 Colts team is missing. You know they're, they're for the most part healthy, but they're you know DeForest Buckner is questionable, um, and and Rocky Sin is out. You know Rocky Sin that sophomore and, um, corner who's been didn't Costanzo get ruled out for the year? I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Right, I think Casanzo put on IR. Yeah, tore his Achilles or something. Um, so that's mm-hmm. you know Will Holden um, is also out. He he's um, he's one of their swing tackles. So you know those are mm-hmm. two key injuries. I remember watching Rocky Sin play this season, and you know he's a great you know role player corner for them. Um, you know bigger body corner that does a lot for them. He's on the field a lot, uh, grown a lot from his freshman to sophomore year. Um, and you know that secondary has been phenomenal with the emergence of Kenny Moore and you know everyone else that they've you know they've got in there. You know Malik Hooker was out, not a problem. They've got Julian Blackman back there. You know, it's it's been a yeah. team that's really hit their stride at some points. But you know they've also they've also had some tough losses. You know, week seventeen. Um, I know me and you were sitting around waiting, hoping because we had Colts on the card. Um, yes, we did. That was a tough one. I think we ended up getting the the win on that one. But um, you want to just make our picks now? I mean, we're just talking about them, so we may as well Might just as make well, our picks well. now. So you can go first. Who you going with here? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Bills. I I really think that the Bills have a lot of potential here. Um, I think that the Colts have played poorly recently. Um, Philip Rivers is showing signs of having you know last year. You know Peyton Manning arm. Mm-hmm. I, I just haven't seen a spark out of this team, uh, <laughs> except for you know Jonathan Taylor, who you know ran all over. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a beast. He's, he's a beast for sure. That, that he's a great rookie for them. But you know, yeah. I you know look for the Colts to put up a fight. But I think in the end, Josh Allen, yeah. uh, you know, and the Bills will will come out ahead because it's, they're just a they're just a well coached, hard nosed you know, offensive football team. They put up points. They, their defense stays out there and gets after that ball, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with the Bills, too. I think the Colts are honestly – I think the Colts could be three of the six – or three of the other five teams on Wild Card Weekend. Yeah, but really? I, I'd like them over anyone but the Bills and the Ravens, and unfortunately they're built they're matched up against the Bills. So you know, I'm going to have to go with Buffalo. The problem – for me is Buffalo's going to score the ball. We know they're going to score the ball. They're high, high-powered offense. I just don't know if the Titans can keep up with that, you know? The only way I can see the Titans winning this game is by absolutely gashing them, controlling the clock. You mean the Colts? And keeping the Josh off. Yeah, the Colts and keeping Josh Allen off the field. No, yeah, absolutely. You know? But, you know, this is a tough matchup for the Colts. And by the way, I think the Colts are the best team in the NFL if they've got, like, Deshaun Watson, that quarterback. I think that the Colts are just <laughs> very well-built team. I mean, I remember three years ago, they had probably the worst O-line in the NFL, and then uh, they, they really tackled that. And now they've got one of the best units in the NFL, a uh, really well-coached unit. But... You know, they've put themselves in this really, you know, really tough position by going 10 and 6. You know, that's why you fight hard during the regular season so you don't have to play uh, the two seed to start off the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, that's why they might go 100%. home early. They, they don't deserve to go home early, but that's just how the cards fell. 
Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Titans Raven. This is the game I'm kind of most excited for this weekend. I don't know about you, but I think this will be a fantastic game. Oh, actually, going back one second, let's look at what the model had for that Bills Colts oh, yeah, game. Absolutely. Um. So using my playoff predictor model, which is a little bit different than my betting model, but pretty much the same, I had the score of this Bills Colts game being 30 to 22 Bills. So Bills moving on there. Um. Not really that much of a fight. It doesn't look like it from the Colts, according to the model. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You, you know, we'll we'll see if that holds up. I, I I'm I'm glad that the model's rolling with what we're saying there. You know, the Bills are just such a great <laughs> team. Um, yeah, but you know, going back to Ravens versus Titans, I think the Ravens' offense is you know hitting their stride at just the right time. You know, mm-hmm. after they had that COVID outbreak, they've. They've really come out and looked like an entirely different team. I don't know if you guys remember, but Marquise Brown was really frustrated up in Baltimore. He didn't feel like he was getting enough catches. He felt like he didn't wasn't getting enough targets. He feels like he felt like he was not being on the field as much. And these past few weeks, he's come out in a big way. Uh, touchdowns in huge situations, as I'm sure you guys remember, against the Browns. Um, he, he's just he's stepped up, and so is Lamar. Yeah, I mean. They've looked like one of the best teams in the NFL over the last six, seven weeks. This is bottom line. They look like the Ravens of last year, which could be a good or a bad thing in the playoffs. But I think having two years of experience now, and they don't really have a ton of expectations, I'd say. like They're not like a heavy, heavy favorite like they were last year. I think they can, they can string together a deep playoff run here. I honestly do. My only concern here is that they're they're not healthy at all uh, coming into this game. Mm-hmm. Calais Campbell was a, did not play at practice today. DJ Fluker did not practice. Marlon Humphrey, who's you know the leader of their defense back there, was a limited practice. Uh, Willie Sneed barely practiced. Another guard, Patrick Macari, barely practiced. Yannick Ngakwe, who's kind of we've seen a reemergence from him with the Ravens. He he barely practiced mm-hmm. today. Jimmy Smith, who's you know, been around forever. He barely practiced today. Mark Ingram didn't practice, so I don't think we'll see Mark Ingram or Calais Campbell uh, against the Titans. And, and, you know, you really do need Calais Campbell and Yannick Nagakwe against uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, that was... I think, just going into the details of the game now, they're going to need to stop Derrick Henry, bottom line. You can't let him run for 200 yards. I don't think there's any way you win if you do that. And you know that being said, I'm gonna pick the Ravens mainly because the fact that their offense has been so good, their run game has been very good, and the Titans' main problem is tackling. They literally cannot tackle anyone for shit, and it's actually hilarious to watch a Titans game to just start counting all the missed tackles. It's really insane how poorly tackling, like especially coming from a coach like Mike Vrabel, who'd seem like a stickler about that kind of stuff. It's it's crazy. And I think that the Ravens' defense is just a little bit better than the Titans' defense. And I think they're pretty even offenses, so I'm going to go with the Ravens. Have to give them the edge. I think I'm going to go with uh, the Titans here. And my reason for that is, mm-hmm. you know, when you have your top two D-alignment out, um, you know, the Titans are a team that are, that are comfortable just sitting back and running the ball, you know, 40 times a game. And if you, if you yeah. let Ryan Tannehill have time to throw, while I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, I think he gets the job done. 
Um, you know, I, I didn't mention this, but the Titans are not that healthy going into this matchup. It doesn't look like we'll see two of their starting offensive, three of their starting offensive lines, sorry, play. It doesn't look like we'll see A.J. Brown play, and it doesn't look like we'll see Adoree Jackson play. But, you know, corner and wide receiver is a place where the Titans have been able to compensate. And I just think that their offense will have a lot of time out there on that field. I think we'll see Derrick Henry break off a big run. I think we'll see Ryan Tannehill make the throws that he needs to to win the game. All right, so let's look at the model had for this game. I People are going to be shocked at this one, but the model has the Ravens winning 44-28. to 28. Absolute bloodbath. Absolute bloodbath, but that Titans D is awful, and it thinks that Ravens offense is pretty fucking good the last couple weeks, so that's why it has that much of a blowout. I know the model puts an emphasis on the you know past six games, and what a time to do that. You know, the Ravens have been hitting their stride, like I said, so we'll see. You know, when, when I when I go to my bookie, I think I'm probably going to roll with the model there, even though, you know, I, I think uh, the Titans will pull it out in the end. Yeah, definitely a good game for sure. We'll see. So moving on to this next one here, definitely one of the more interesting games of wildcard weekend. Browns have been plagued by COVID issues the last couple weeks, and they just keep hitting them. Uh, so, Brown Steelers, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I, I really don't have much thoughts, many thoughts here. You know, Steelers are fully healthy. Juju is probably going to be the only one that doesn't play. You know, <laughs> the Cleveland will Cleveland will be you know coached entirely by the running backs coach or God knows who. You know, I think their special teams coach is also the. Uh, assistant head coach and he's out you know all their coaches are out you know they've got random little injuries you know they're plagued by covid um and they barely beat the steelers last week and and you know i i don't i'm not one one for excuses but it was the steelers practice squad out there i i think this will be an absolute blowout for the pittsburgh steelers yeah i like the steelers in this game too but i think it'll be a closer game than a blowout. I think that the Browns will definitely put up a fight. They're not going to go down without a fight, especially against their division rival. I, I just don't think that they'll they'll allow themselves to do that. I just think at the end of the day, it's going to be Mike Tomlin's experienced playoff coach against, you're right, the Browns running back coach. And the Steelers just have that playoff experience. Most of them do, at least, over the Browns who haven't been there and what. 31 years, something like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely nuts. As much as I hate, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, I, I really do think he'll get the job done. And Baker has really shown, you know, improvement this year, and I think he will definitely, you know, get his day in the playoffs, but I just don't think this is mm-hmm. the year. I, I really think that coaches thing is going to plague him. Remember when the Lions had all their coaches, you know, out the other week? I think they got beat 47-7 yeah, to seven by the Bucks. Well, to be fair, Stafford got hurt in the middle of the game, that is too, true. but... I just we'll just not talk about that game ever again. If that's okay with you. All right, let's move our model. Here's what the model says for that game. Sorry, I keep forgetting that. The model, well, asterisks here. The model has is assuming the Browns have their coaches, and the model has a score being twenty-two to twenty-one Steelers. So it likes the Steelers, and I'm sure it would like the Steelers even more if it knew its coaches were out. Absolutely. All right, so let's, let's move, move on, on to, to the Bears versus the Saints. What a matchup. Indeed. <laughs> um, listen, the Saints have struggled in the playoffs lately. They really have this, this team that struggled. they have. The core. Yeah, this core that they've had has struggled in the playoffs and against the NFC North's Vikings. So could this be the same thing with the Bears? 
I just don't see a way. I don't think the Bears are the Bears aren't as good as the Vikings have been the last two years. I just, I, I Mitch Money Mitch has been a little bit better the last couple weeks, but I just think he's, I don't know that Saints defense is elite. I think I he's think. settled back there. You know, uh, you know, I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a lot closer of a game than people you know think. Khalil Mack, who's notoriously quiet, you know, I call him the Kawhi of the NFL. You know. He's he's been you know talking smack all week long. You know he's been saying the Bears are underdogs. He's been saying that the Bears are you know hungry. They want to beat the Saints. Um, you know I don't. You know Roquan Smith being out for them is big. Uh, they're they're also mm-hmm. they've also lost Cordero Patterson, Darnell Mooney, uh, who went down in the Packers game. Uh, and then they've got two corners out as well, uh, and Allen Robinson Robinson. So you know. You know, that receiving core being out, you know, might be a problem. You know, some of them could return. I'm not sure, but none of them practiced today, which is not a good sign at all. Um, I think this Bears team will play with fire in their bellies. And, you know, as much as I would hate to knock, as much as I would love, sorry, to knock Matt Nagy as a division rival, he's actually a really good coach, really good, you know, X's and O's guy. I'm not sure how he is as a leader because they've really mm-hmm. failed to produce much over there. Um, but the, the, the spread's at 10 there. And, and honestly, I, I really do see the Bears covering. Yeah. Um, I think the Saints, I, I think the Saints get it done. I think the Saints get it done probably by around 10. That's where I would have it at, too. Let's be honest the here. Model, Taysom Hill gets it done. <laughs> kind of goaded. The model has this game being 33-24 to 24 Saints, so right around 10 as the Las Vegas thinks as well. I love what the um, model has there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to what's games next? Football team against Buccaneers. Do we really need to talk much about this? You know, go ahead and give me your pick. What you got here? I'm going with Tampa. I, I, I just don't. Washington's uh, defense has been stellar, but I honestly think the Bucks will run it up. I, I don't think their defense is super, super strong. Their D-line is obviously coming into their own, but in the playoffs, they have a really young team, really young defense. That offense just isn't going to be able to hold up against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I just don't see any way. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, the Washington football team to win this straight up, and and here's my reasoning there. A, Washington's fully healthy coming into this game. They're fully healthy. They've got fire in their belly, you know. And B, the Bucks have shown that they're beatable by quarterbacks that take care of the ball. And that, that's 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 all Alex Smith does is he sits back there. He takes care of the ball. He throws what he needs to. He's, he's like a better version of Andy Dalton. Uh, he doesn't make mm-hmm. many mistakes back there. And I, I think the way Ron Rivera has been coaching this team is to Alex Smith's strengths. Uh, you know, And I really think that this is just a fired-up locker room going into this game. Uh, and I think we'll see a big upset here. And, and, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the Bucks struggle against quarterbacks that, you know, take care of the football. I mean, Drew Brees, he's obviously, you know, a Hall of Famer, but also his, his big strength is he sits back there and takes care of the ball and throws it to slant boy Michael Thomas. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas was out for that game. But Jared Goff, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, you know, worse than Mitchell Trubisky. You know, he ended up beating mm-hmm. the Bucks. Um, you know, it, it, you, Falcons played them close twice. Um, you know, Matt Ryan is just cursed. He'll never be able to win a game. But he takes care of the ball, more, more or less. More or less, he takes care of the ball. And then he gets yeah. flashy and throws a game-winning interception. But, you know, Jared Goff beating the Bucks is, is, you know, all the reasoning I need there. Wow. I really do think that. What, 
we'll get into Jared Goff in this next game. I know he's not playing, but I have some thoughts on him. He, he might um, play. He's, he was limited practice today. Is he? I haven't seen that he's going to play. He might play. That will not change my pick for the next one. I think you're just a little salty that the Packers lost to the Bucks, but we won't talk no, about No, not at all. That. I just think the Bucks were, you know, no, also yeah. we got to look at the fact that the Bucks were a much more solid team when they played the Packers. <laughs> and, and, you know, all fairness, they beat us fair yeah. and square, but they, they've, they've faced a lot of injuries on that defense since then, and that's that's yeah. been part of their downfall. You know, if, the, if the, the Bucks team that played the Packers was playing the football team, I would think it'd be a lot closer, but I've got the football team here. What, what does the model have? All right. The model has the Bucks 24 to 21. So close game, like you're saying, but it has the Bucks pulling it out at the end. All right. Let's move on to the final wild card game. We have Rams at Seahawks. This should be a fun one, to be honest. Already seen it twice during the regular season. So I don't I don't have much here. I, I think it's I've I've got two picks basically. I think if Jared Goff plays, um, they the, the Rams win. And I think if Jared Goff doesn't play, then the Seahawks win. And I know I just said that I think that Jared Goff is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, <laughs> and I have many thoughts on that that I'm sure that we'll get into uh, you know in the duration of this podcast. But uh, he's an NFL starting quarterback, and he's McVay's chosen son. You know, he's he's run this offense. Uh, at the very least, he is a smart guy with an understanding of how to throw the slant to the receiver that McVay tells him to. Uh, and I think he'll do it better than anyone else for the Rams uh, because, he's, he, like I said, he's been in that offense. Uh, but, but look for the Rams to surge in this game, play better than they have previously against the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Rams no matter what. Who, no matter who plays a quarterback, I think that this defense is the best defense in the playoffs. Oh, I totally and agree. I I don't think it's really close to be honest. Pittsburgh might be a little bit close, but I think that this defense is elite. Might might have been the number one defense this year. Probably would or probably is, and. I think that I, I'm going to compare him to except that Legion of Boom Seahawks team. Except against the Jets. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was just that. I've been saying it all year. I think the Rams are the type of team that plays down to their opponent and then can beat anyone. I really do. Right. And I, th- I don't know why, but I th- even with I saw, watching Wolford last week, he has some juice. I think he can get it done, honestly. And I think the Seahawks... The Seahawks kind of flipped the script of their season. They're all offense the first half, and now they're kind of relying on their defense too much. I think that defense is going to fold, and I think it'll be a low-scoring game, but the Rams will be able to squeak it out. Right, and, and the Seahawks are actually uh, not that healthy coming into this game. They've got a lot of guys not playing mm-hmm. at practice today, not playing fully at practice today. Um, you know, I don't know what the spread is actually on that. Actually, let me look that up. It is... Three and a half for the Seahawks so right now. That's spread, actually. I was about to say, if it was anything bigger than five, I would definitely have Rams covering. Um, what's the model? Like? Yeah, the model, the model definitely likes the Seahawks. Um, the model has the Seahawks 20 to 17, so low-scoring game, um, like I said, but it thinks the Seahawks will get it done. The Seahawks just have a, a little bit better of an offense. Well, the Rams have a little bit better of a defense, but it thinks the Seahawks offense is just that much better than the Rams. That's just one we're going to have to go ahead and you know look at. So, based on the model, 
we can uh, build our own little playoff bracket here and uh, move into the next theoretical league. Yeah, so let's start the. We'll start with your AFC divisional game. You have Chiefs versus Titans here in the one-four game. Right. Um, hold on. Look, can we do like a little cut here? Yeah. Um, I think we're at, like we're already at thirty-five minutes, which isn't bad. But I think for these, instead of doing breakdowns, actually, yeah, we just speed them up. Do you want to just do no, it no. week by week? Not. What do you mean? No, never mind. Never mind. Let's let's just like, we yeah, should. Yeah, I think do, we should just do our predictions yeah, do our a little quicker for sure. Now that we're not like breaking them down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Ready? Yep. All right. All right. Let's move into the divisional games here. We'll go game by game with our brackets. I have them in front of me, and then the the model also has a bracket just like us. So. Let's do yours first. You have the one versus four in the AFC being the Chiefs Titans. Chiefs all day. That's it. Just Chiefs all Chiefs day. Chiefs all day. <laughs> all right. I have Chiefs Ravens. I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I think the Ravens will really put up a fight. My prediction for this game is that the Chiefs come out slow and start really slow because the starters, most of the starters have been sitting for two weeks straight now, and it's tough to come play a football game against a hot Ravens team like that in, in you know, cold weather and Kansas City, even though you know they're used to it, I think they'll come out slow. But I think they find a way to get it done at the end of the day. Patrick Mahomes always does. Mm-hmm. All right, so your two versus three game in the AFC is Bills Steelers. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills there all day. Yeah, I I have the same game. I completely agree. We saw what happened in the regular season. I think the Bills just dominate the Steelers at home. Absolutely, the Steelers and it sets just, up that matchup. Steelers are not against everyone's team. been waiting for. Yeah, everyone's been waiting for that matchup all year. Chiefs Bills a rematch from that shitty Tuesday five o'clock game. Like, what the hell is that? I don't even count that as a real game. Absolutely, they should get a redo on that. All right, let's move into the NFC. You have Packers against the Washington football team. I wonder who you're going to pick. You know, um, you know, oh, sorry. I, hopefully you can cut that out. Um, here we go. Here we go. Uh, you know, I have the Packers really struggling in that game with David Bakhtiar going down that Washington football team uh, uh, defensive line. is going to be super tough. Um, and, you know, Alex Smith, the guy who takes care of the ball against our secondary that plays hard and fast uh, will be a tough matchup. Uh, but, I, you know, obviously I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. And, and I truly believe mm. that the Packers are the best team in the NFL, aside from <laughs> my fandom. You know, they've got an incredible secondary, incredible defensive line. They had an incredible line. Let's see how they adjust. And, you know, obviously they've got the greatest, you know, most talented quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers. So, you mm. know, Packers win big. Yeah, I have... Packers versus Bucks in this game. Oh, no, I don't. I have Packers-Rams. Sorry, I misspoke. I don't think it'll be a game. I think the Packers will take them as much as it pains me to say that. I think this the pack the Rams' defense will slow them down enough, but I think it'll be like some sort of like 27 to 10 game or something like that. I don't see a way the Rams can compete with them. Absolutely. But, um, all right, so you're two versus... So, are, what's your official pick? Are you taking the Seahawks or the Rams? I'm taking the Rams. All right. So, you have 
Oh, so that fucked up everything. So you actually have Packers Rams. Interesting. Okay, I'll I'll go with Packers. Obviously. Okay. You so guys got you my Saints theoretical football Packers team. football team pick. Yes. So now you have Saints versus football team. Um, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with the Washington football team there. <laughs> oh my god. He's going to go with the wagon. I just the love Washington watching the Washington team. football team. I don't know what it is about them, and I don't think the Saints are that good. Um, you know, but the, I but think the, you're crazy for doing the that. The problem is with that, that the Saints have one of the best, you know, most talented ball coach offensive lines in the game. And Drew Brees takes care of the ball. Um, so live on this podcast, I'm going to call myself a liar, and I'm going to go with the Saints. Okay. I thought so it through. I thought pick. it through. <laughs> He had to think that through a little bit, yeah, I but to. I have Saints Bucks, which we've seen twice in the year, and you know what they say: it's hard to beat a team twice, let alone three times. I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I think that the Bucks are a better team now than they were when they paid them twice early in the season. At least on offense, they're gelling a lot better. They have a lot better chemistry. And I think the Saints just pull one of those Saints playoff moments. I really do. I don't think the Saints are as good in the playoffs as they are in the regular season. I'm going to go with the Bucks with a slight upset there. All right. All right. So we have we both have Bills, Chiefs, and the AFC Championship. And Shab has Packers, Saints. I have Packers, Bucks. So uh, Packers, Saints, not even close. Packers are going to destroy the Saints just like they did earlier in the season without Devontae Adams. Matt LaFleur is just a better coach than Sean Payton. Aaron Rodgers is better than that defense, and our defense is better than their joke of an offense. Um, that, that's not even oh, close. Yeah. Packers are going to dominate in that game. Look for them to win by 14-plus. I have Packers, Bucks, and Shab is probably going to kill me, but I'm going to go with the Bucks here. I think Tom Brady in the playoffs, he's just on another planet. I don't care how old he is, and I, I don't like Tom Brady. Like I really don't, but... I have to recognize greatness, and he is one of the best of all time, if not the best. I know you're going to hate that, but I think I agree, he, but he finds a way with have all of his weapons. I, he just doesn't have Bill Belichick to bail him out anymore, and you know Bruce Arians is regarded for some reason as a great coach. I think he's, I think he's awful. <laughs> I think he's been in some tough spots this season that he could have potentially coached himself out of, and he's just, he just hasn't been getting the job done with the Bucks. Uh, I remember I was young, and I was watching a Cardinals game, and Bruce Arians stands up at the podium at the end of the game and just like openly insults his player, and I was like, wow, this guy's a dickhead. <laughs> now I know more than so, them. If these two teams face each other, the one word I'm going to use to to describe this Packers defense is soft, if you know what I mean. Like, I think they're a little bit soft. Oh, no, absolutely. The run the defense Bucks. is awful. I'd look for the Bucks to sneakily have a great day on the ground with Rojo, Fournette, and LaShawn McCoy. I think the Bucks can control that clock and keep the ball out of that potent Packers offense, and I think they come away with a win. Oh, yeah, Honestly, everyone I does. Really everyone do. has a great day on the, on, the, on the ground against us. We're like everyone's favorite college bar. Everyone, you know, everyone <laughs> just gets through. Three yards for everyone. All right, so Bills Chiefs. This is this would be if if it was just a sixteen or I guess what, fourteen team playoff. I this would be my Super Bowl, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with the Bills all day. There, uh, the Chiefs have been a very soft team all year. 
By the way, if you're still with us, uh, check out our website. We've got a great column on why we think uh, the Chiefs are a soft team. But yeah, the Chiefs just haven't <laughs> been getting the job done this year. Patrick Mahomes has been trying his best. Um, but I, I just think that the Bills overpower them there. I think that the Bills are hitting their stride at the right time, you know, putting up 40 last week. They're, they're just a great football team, and I, I really do think they get the job done against the, the Chiefs. It won't be pretty, but they will certainly get the job done. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that the I think the Bills and the Chiefs are pretty equal teams. I just, the, the experience of the Chiefs is really concerning to me. Um, um, I, I don't know how the Bills will be able to handle that. Like, obviously the Chiefs are really experienced in the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl last year and all that. But I'm going to go with the Bills. I think that the Bills and Chiefs have equal offenses. I know it sounds crazy to say that someone has an equal offense to the Chiefs, but they really have not looked good lately, and I think people are starting to figure some stuff out on Patrick Mahomes, and I think the Bills are definitely a well-coached team. Sean McDermott and that defensive staff will figure out a way to slow down Mahomes, and I I like the Bills' defense over the Chiefs' defense, so I'm going to go with the Bills. Right. Um, and then so that leaves so, me having Packers, Bills in the Super Bowl. We, and We completely forgot to talk about the model, so I'm going to run through that really quickly. Okay. Um, so the divisional games, it had Chiefs-Ravens. It has the Ravens blowing out the Chiefs again. The last six weeks, the Ravens have been I don't the second-best team in the league, the apparently. <laughs> yeah, so it thinks the Ravens will blow out the Chiefs, and then it thinks the Bills will blow out the Steelers. And then in the NFC, it thinks the Packers will win a close one over the Bucks in a high-scoring game, and then the Seahawks will win a very close one over the Saints in the NFC Championship, setting up a Bills-Ravens game where the Bills win pretty handily by five points, which surprises me because it likes the Ravens so much, but I can only imagine what would happen if the Bills played the Chiefs. Um, and then the NFC Championship, I know you're not going to like to hear this, but it has the Seahawks winning by .3 points. Um Super Which close one, but it has the Seahawks. Would never let happen. I, Russell Wilson's no pushover. I think. Oh, he's absolutely. He thinks the Seahawks have a way better defense. I don't know, man. So, the model Super Bowl is Bills Seahawks. Shab Super Bowl, Bills versus Packers. My Super Bowl, Bills versus Buccaneers. There's one constant in all of that. Uh, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with the Packers there, and I'll, I'll give my reasoning why. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just simply gets the job done. The man wants his respect, and he wants it now. He didn't win this MVP by mistake, and he's not going to win this Super Bowl by mistake either. Um, the Bills are a well-coached team, but Matt LaFleur is just an offensive genius, and I think he'll really scheme up uh, some interesting things against this Bills defense. And I really think that the Packers' passing defense is going to frustrate Josh Allen. I think we're going to see a little bit of old Josh Allen there. I think we're going to see a few mistakes. I, feel, I think we're going to see a few crucial mistakes that you know, eventually just lead to the Packers edging them out. I've got a lot of respect for the Bills as a football team, uh, and I don't know what the model has, but I think the Packers probably win that, you know, 23-30 in a close game where Aaron Rodgers is game-winning drive. Jeez. Yeah, suck them off a little bit more. Oh, I will. But, uh, um, I'm going to have the Bills taken over, and I have them beating the Bucs. Um, this is just kind of a, I'm going to call it like a master and apprentice type thing. I know it's not even close to that, but Tom Brady's been beating Josh Allen for a couple years. I think Josh Allen finally has the team where he can beat Tom Brady, and he, Tom Brady, like you said, doesn't have Belichick to strengthen that defense. 
I think the Bills win it in a high-scoring game, and it'll definitely be interesting. I'm actually going to plug in. I'll plug in for you what the Bills versus Packers would be. A Bills versus Packers game would be 34 to 28 Bills. That's, That's what the model has it That's at. Tough. It's a high-powered oh. offense from the Bills, and you know the Packers defense has shown that they can be taken advantage of. But you know, yeah. a Bills versus Bucks game would be 33 to 26. So pretty much the same thing. Um, so I'm pretty sure you guys would know what the model likes for this game. Bills Seahawks. It likes the Bills by three. It thinks the Seahawks put up a fight. Uh, 26 to 23 game. No home field advantage. I like the Bills. The model likes the Bills. Schaub likes the Packers, but that's with an asterisk. Alrighty, so those are our picks, and uh... we'll have a graphic out on Instagram, hopefully tomorrow, if not by Saturday, and you guys can check that out. Give us your picks. You know, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe we'll run a little yeah. competition. You know, see who can predict the yeah. best. If you can, something like if you can predict the Super Bowl matchup, we'll give you a month of free picks or something like that. That would be awesome to run. Why not? Alrighty, guys. I think, uh, honestly, that's all we have time for today. It's been a great first podcast. I've had a lot of fun. I don't know about you, Charlie, but. Um... Yeah, this has been great. Um, I just want to let's just give our picks for the NCAA championship game real quick. Oh, well, yeah. Um, we don't it. have to go in depth about it, but I feel like we should give our picks. I'm just going to say I'm rolling with Bama. I'm a Michigan fan, so I cannot pick Ohio. But even if I wasn't a Michigan fan, I'd be going with Bama. They just look dominant this year. I agree. Bama's the best team in college football by far. Uh, I think they're going to dominate Ohio State. Justin Fields has shown that he sometimes will not show up in clutch moments. I really hate that he showed up against Clemson because that was the one big Mm -hmm. knock I had against him. I really don't think he's that good. Um, I'm also a Georgia fan, so I'm very salty. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, I think Alabama dominates. I think Nick Saban, you know, will do something similar to Ohio State that he's done to Georgia each of the four, five times he's played them in the past two years. You know, close game at first, mm-hmm. and then Nick Saban just pulls away. Yeah, definitely. So, as a little as a little gift for all of you that have listened so far. We're willing to give you $10 off your next order on our store. That basically leaves you with a... You can get the wildcard weekend picks for $5, which is an insane deal. Just use code PODCAST at checkout, and you can get $10 off your picks for this week. Um, it's just a little thanks for listening all the way through. I know we've just been rambling, so it'll be interesting to see if anyone actually uses that. Yeah, and if, but, you, guys um, <laughs> have, if you guys have any ideas, uh, you know, feel free to DM us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you want to be a guest, you know, tell us what you know about sports and we can get you guys on for a segment. Uh, this is our first podcast, so obviously there are some hiccups, uh, but we've really enjoyed doing this and uh, we, mm-hmm. we hope that you guys will grow along with us on this journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to start doing some guests. Um, we're going to try to get the show out weekly for you guys. Once our schedules start filling up a little bit more, it might be tough, but we're really going to try to find a way to do it for you guys and get some good guests on. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is uh, Shab signing off. Uh, we'll see you guys again, same time, same place next week. Yep. See you guys. Yeah.